You all know the story of the Selkie wife, of course. But there were Selkie men, too. We have encountered one in a story here before. Now, this is two little Orkney stories about Selkie men. Now, the first one took place on the island of Sandy. Now, Sandy, that's where my father came from. It's an island that's very flat, and it is made of sand. There is long, white beaches there. And when you dig the soil there, there's good earth on the top, but when you dig down a bit, it's just sand underneath. And so there is no fuel there. There's no peat formed there that you can cut and dry for fuel in the winter. What people used was dried tangles, kelp stems that were dried and burnt, and also coo scones, which is cow pats, dried in the sun and then burnt. Now, what some people did was they would take a boat to the neighbouring island of Eddie. Eddie has a huge amount of peat on it, and they would fill up the boat with peat there and bring it back to Sandy. So they could go to Eddie and buy peat. Now there was a girl called Chessie who lived with her father and her brother. Her mother had died when she was young. And Chessie's father took the boat along with his son and they went over to Eddie to get a cargo of peats to bring back to Sandy for their own use. Maybe he was selling a bit as well on the side. But... He went off this one day, him and his son, and they got to Eddie, and the deal was done, and the peats were ready, but then a gale blew up, a terrible storm, and they weren't able to get home to Sandy. They had to wait in Eddie until the storm passed. Now this left Chessie at home all alone, and she sat by the side of the fire, worrying about her father and her brother and hoping that they were safe. She knew that her father was a very, very skilled boatman and he wouldn't set off in any bad weather. If he thought there was a danger, he wouldn't put to sea at all. But she sat there. Now, it was a dark night. And suddenly, to her surprise and shock, there was a loud banging at the door. Who could that be? So she went to the door and opened it, and there was a man. He had very dark hair and big brown eyes, and he was soaking wet. It was blowing a gale, but it was also lashing with rain, and this man was absolutely soaking, and he said, Please let me in. Let me come in and shelter for the night. Oh, I, I can't do that, said Chessie. My father and brother are not at home. I'm here alone. It wouldn't be right for me to let you into the into the house. And what would the neighbours say as well if they knew that I had a strange man here all night when my father and brother weren't here? Oh, for God's sake, he said, have pity on me. Have mercy. You can't send me out into the night like this. I would die for sure. I have money. 
I can't pay you for a night's lodgings. Well, they didn't have much in the way of money, and that was a tempting offer. To get some money, that would be very, very useful. So Chessie said, All right, you can come in. And the stranger came into the house, and she closed the door behind him. She went over, and she built the fire up a bit more so that it was warmer. And she said, Come and warm yourself by the fire. You're soaked through. But he said, No, no, your fire is too hot for me. I'll sit over here. And he sat in the corner of the room, still in his wet clothes. Now, Jessie thought this was very strange behaviour indeed. What sort of a man would beg to come in out of the cold and then spurn the fire and sit in a corner at the draught from the door? Well, what kind of man would do that but a sulky man? Oh, yes, he was a sulky man, and he saw his opportunity. He had long had his eye on Chessie. She was a beautiful young girl. And so, knowing that the father and brother was away, he took his opportunity. And he sat there, and he talked. Oh, he talked. And there were such beautiful words in his mouth. Well, I can't say what happened that night. And it is none of my business anyway. And none of yours either. But, needless to say, when her father and brother came home, and nine months passed, she gave birth to a little boy. Now this boy was half bairn and half selky. You see, for half of the month he lived on land with Chessie and his grandfather and his uncle. But for the other half of the month he donned his sealskin, his whiskers and flippers, and he went down to the sea, and there he spent the other half of the month with his father and all his selky relations. Now the second story is from the West Mainland, from Yesnaby. Now Yesnaby is an area that has spectacular large cliffs. Now, there was once a young woman who lived at Yesnaby, and one night she had gone out for a little stroll in the evening, and she never came back. Now, her family went and searched for her, but there was no sign of her. And then all the other neighbours got together as well, and they all searched, and they hunted high and low, but there was no sign of this young woman at all. And they started to think that there must have been a terrible accident. Maybe she'd fallen over the cliff, but into the sea she must have gone and drowned. Now, not long after that, her brother got a job on board a sailing ship, and he spent the next few years sailing around the world, going from port to port to get pick up a cargo and take it to the next destination. Now, there was one day 
that they were nearing Orkney, and a terrible gale blew up, an awful storm that pitched the ship to and fro. It was tossed and on the water, and they thought that the ship was going to founder and sink. But they saw an island. Now, this man was an Orkney man and a sailor, but he didn't know what this island was. He didn't recognize it at all. But it had a sheltered bay, and that was a good thing. So they put into the sheltered bay, and they dropped anchor, and they went ashore with a boat, and they could find nothing on the island but one small house. So they went in, and opened the door, and walked in, and there was only one occupant of the house, and it was a woman on her own. And the man from Orkney recognized her as being his sister, the young woman that had disappeared all those years before at Yesnaby. He was amazed. What are you doing here, sister? he said. How did you get here? She wouldn't answer that question. But she asked how all the family was doing, and all the people that lived around about Yesnaby. But as she was talking and listening, she was always looking out the window, always looking down towards the shore. And eventually she said to her brother, You will see a selkie come in through the door, but you must pay no attention to it. Don't make out that you even noticed it. And in no time at all the door opened, and in came a fine big seal, a beautiful big sleek glossy seal. And he stood in the doorway there, and he looked backwards and forwards at all the men. And then he dragged himself into the house, the way that seals do, you know, flopping along the ground. And it went through the room and into another room. And after a short time, a man came through, a very handsome man with dark hair and big brown eyes, and very richly dressed. And he sat by the fire, and he spoke to the men, and especially to his wife's brother. He asked how all the family was as well, and also how the people who lived around Yesnaby, and also around the Bay of Scale, and the neighbouring areas, how they all were, and how they were getting on. He seemed to know the area well. Well, he said to the woman's brother, I can help you. That was quite a storm you got caught in and you were lucky to find your way here to shelter. But I can help you to return. Now you have to wait until the moon is waning, and then I will give you a ball, and you must go out in your ship. You will get fine weather at that time, but you must go out in your ship until you reach a certain point. I'll give you all the markings you need to look for so that you can find your way to the right spot. But it has to be the right spot. And then you can throw the ball over the side of the ship, and you will get a fine wind that will take you home in no time. But mark my words, 
You have to make sure that you are in the right spot or the magic will not work. Well, days passed and the moon was waning. So, he says, now it is time that you can go. And sure enough, the weather was actually very good. So they got back on board the ship and they set sail. The wind was with them. And so it was quite an easy voyage. And the man kept his eye on the marks, on the island, lining up points so that he knew where they were. And when he thought that they were at the right place, he threw the ball over the side of the ship. But as soon as he did that, the ship had not gone two lengths of itself when the wind sprang up, a terrible hurricane blowing right against them, and it turned the ship right around, and it blew it straight back to the island. They found the same sheltered bay and were able to drop anchor there and go ashore. Well, the selkie man, for obviously that's what he was, said to them, well, you didn't do very well that time, did you? Fate was not on your side, was it? It appears not, said the young man. Well, that was your own fault, you know. You didn't listen closely enough to me, and you didn't drop the ball in the sea at the right place. I was nearby the whole time and saw everything that you did, but you threw that ball out too soon, and that's why you've been driven back. But there will be another chance, and sure enough the wind had gone down, and he was given the ball back again, and they went back on the ship, and they sailed out, and the man was being very careful this time to make sure that they were in the right place, and he dropped the ball into the sea, and the same thing happened. The wind sprang up right against them and drove them straight back to the island. Again, sitting by the fire in the house, the selkie man said, You didn't pay proper attention still. You weren't in the right place when you dropped the ball over the side. You have to be more careful next time. So they set off a third time, and they had a good breeze that blew them along, and as the boat got to a certain spot, the man was being very, very, very careful to make sure that the boat was in the right place. And then he dropped the ball over the side. And suddenly there was a wonderful fresh breeze sprang up right behind them. And it blew the ship on. And it blew them right into Orkney to a safe haven. Well, the man went home after that to visit his family and told them all about his sister, who was living on an island that he had never seen before. But he never saw her again, nor that island. And maybe, who knows, she could still be living with her selkie husband there to this day. <laughs>